Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Wastelanders and Vault Dwellers, welcome back to the Fallout Lorecast. It is the end of May, which means it is time to hang out with our patrons. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and me and a whole bunch of patrons today will be discussing some of the strangest mysteries in Fallout. And thanks, big shout out to Pumpkin King here, who helped pull together a list. We've got a big list of even more than just the ones that we're going to be able to get through today, but we're going to start taking a chunk out of this list and discussing some of the things that we know a little bit about, but make us go, hmm, well, there's got to be more to the story than just this. So I'm excited to introduce all of our patrons. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to read through everybody's names and welcome everybody. And then on the count of three, you are all going to make the sound of Nernroot. And I know that's an Elder Scrolls thing, but that's one of the things we're talking about is the Nernroot on the Pridwin. So at the same time, everyone's going to make the sound of Nernroot. And so we've got a little green, Cooper, Pumpkin King, Adam Bonnie Baby. <laughs> I'm already stumbling over names. Silas, AK Spartan, Riot, Scarecrow, and Nova. Welcome to the show, everybody. On the count of three, get ready to unmute and make the sound of Nernroot. Three, two, one. Crackle, 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 crackle. <laughs> this is beautiful. I feel like a conductor. I'm just conducting all of you. Do you think we could take that sound clip and mod it into the game so that when you walk by the the Nern root on the Pridwin, it makes whatever that conglomeration of sounds was? Anybody's are into you, modding out there? That would be amazing. Are we going to introduce the robots Redux uh, volume pack? Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. We can have BuddyBot just do the voices of every character in the game. So everybody sounds like BuddyBot. That could be another thing we do. Um, welcome back, everybody. Everyone's already like groaning and like, oh, my God, really? Welcome to the show. We're going to get into this. We, we've only got an hour. We got to respect everybody's time. But we're going to start with the first topic. This is one of, I think, one of a lot of people's favorites to spec speculate about. It's also one of those perks that almost everyone uses in the game because it's so much fun. The Mysterious Stranger. What's going on with the Mysterious Stranger? We have a character who has been in the games since Fallout 1, has gotten a few different touch-ups and different outfits or whatever, but shows up. And here, I'm going to read what the Fallout wiki has to say about it. It's not a whole lot. It says... The Mysterious Stranger is an individual that may appear if the player character has the Mysterious Stranger perk, and also the Mysterious Savior in Fallout 76, and utilizes VATS in combat. Background. Here we go. Appearing suddenly, if one has the namesake perk, the Mysterious Stranger can be spotted through the wasteland in his trademark trench coat, hat, and 44 Magnum. And this is the Fallout 3 definition of uh, some of the details are slightly different than the other ones, but same kind of concept. To lend a helping hand in battles after one's VATS sequence finishes, he will vanish. Th that's it. That's basically it. We don't really have a whole lot of other lore. Pumpkin King, do you have any other... It, have you? I know you researched some of these a little bit. Is there anything else you wanted to add on top of this? So I've heard, you know, just from the areas that I've dug from YouTube to, you know, the wiki, 
there are people that are th- like there's a description that says that he was once a farmer i don't know where they found that but they described that and that's and they described that it, that's his name and not his occupation um Weird. we have the whole thing with the the lonesome drifter from fallout new vegas who is speculated and kind of I, I personally confirm the fact that he concerning he gives you the mysterious magnum to be the mysterious stranger's son um, Again, just open speculation based on just some names yeah, and titles. And, there's right. a, I think in I think there's a description for the Fallout One and Two talking about how he's a, some sort of eldritch being, <laughs> right? And it's it's one he's one of those characters that go that's got multiple descriptions, but no one can figure out which one's right. It's also kind of and, uh, uncanny, the fact that he just kind of shows up and helps you out of nowhere yeah. and then just disappears. I mean, it's clearly a video and game function, but story-wise, that's super weird, right? There is one thing I, I do want to bring up, and it's the, the case. You can find a case file in, the, in Nick Valentine's detective agency mm-hmm. called the Mysterious Stranger File, and it goes into how many different places that he has been from old ncr to you know boston and it even got and when he you have his perk and nick valentine as a companion nick valentine will acknowledge his presence Uh and be like where is he at i just saw him where'd he go (laughs) right like that sort of thing yeah so by the by the time of fallout 4 you can tell that the creators are playing with the character a little bit more like he's somehow a real person or something and yet it's still very mysterious. So that's the name. Hence the name. Right. <laughs> right. So here, let's open this up. Who has some thoughts? And this can be based on anything that you've played through, anything that you your experiences with the game, uh, fun speculation on what might be happening. Adam, Bonnie, you want to start us off? I'm thinking something to do with like the Institute. I don't know. Like they've managed to get rid of like that blue glow when they teleport. Maybe. Oh, because the, the like that's like, that like, would explain the appearing and disappearing thing, like a teleportation ability. Yeah. And then you've also got like Nick, who is originally from the Institute, so his sort of insight and knowledge into him as well might kind of like cross over that one. Right, so, right. But that also well, okay, so let's go down that route. If that's the case, then that can explain the events of Fallout Four. It may even explain the events of slightly earlier games like three or 76 in some roundabout way right like meh, you can kind of stretch it since we're a thing meh, sort of um but what about fallout one and two which happened like almost a century before that is it a different mysterious stranger and I feel like it's something like dog meat as well. Really kind of it takes on like a different role. Oh, so like same name, different person or different creature or whatever, right? Pumpkin? I remembered another detail and this is another, this is, this one's out there. So we know the, the order of the order of mysteries, the with the mistress in 76. Right. One thing that was talked about is how we don't know where, I can never remember the husband's name, the guy who owns the property and tried to get it started. Right. There, no one knows what happened to him, and it's speculative. And there's theories out there talking about how he, after the whole falling out of the the mysteries, he went on to make the men of mysteries, the mysterious strangers, and all that. Oh, that's fun. That's but would and he have survived I, for like 
for that I long? Because well, it, it's or are these descendants? Uh, these are people who who people like he's trained and the yeah. training is kept on going. That kind that of deal. Sense. That's yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool idea, but there's no way of actually knowing that. Right. Right. Yeah. As with any of these things, they're they're well beyond the realm of being able to but prove. It would, ex- it would explain the training. It would explain him knowing what to do. That sort of thing. Yeah. Sincere in chat says like Batman Incorporated. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Like an organization where they all take on this this the mantle of the mysterious stranger, yeah. right? Fallout Londoner doing the double oh seven for their one. So. Yeah, well that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well four was my first one, so I thought it was naked first. It does look like <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean you've got like the trench coat and the hat and yeah. you know all of that. I had so. the perk before I met oh, the him, vault so then when right. I did find him I was so confused like hold on I've seen you before. <laughs> right. One thing that's also like the reason that that one the I can see that one going in is because each mysterious stranger has looked different even the 3 and 4 different looks different. The 3 has the trench coat and he looks like a younger gentleman whereas if you look at Ball at four. It's a. It's an older gentleman with a full mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I too can get older and grow a mustache. So three and four take place <laughs> ten years apart, though. So it wouldn't it's be ten years much apart. Like he's like young, but the other, but the one in four looks like a good t- almost twenty or thirty years. Yeah. Or just well, living the or just lower polygraphics. That's all reduced wrinkles. Oh man. Or it could be another silver. <laughs> Who needs Botox when you just get reduced graphics? <laughs> right. Just lower your graphics settings. Clears up all the wrinkles. Could be right another in. Silver Shroud thing. Like someone just took it up because they thought it was cool. That's true. We do but have that, instances that could also of. also fit into the. Yeah. Because the mysterious strength. The, that can fit in with that. With, yeah. Because the fact that it's the comic book the, with the husband. What's it, what He loved the comic books. He could have tried Rivers. to pull that story. Thank you. I can mm. never remember yeah. his name. Yeah. I'm so Frederick bad at remembering names too like frederick rivers was such this big comic book buff that he could have done that and um i know that they actually were in contact with what's his name from fallout 4 who actually um, does like you know the fallout the Ken. silver shroud radio oh right right Ken. Ken Connelly. Oh, yeah, Ken. yeah. Ken Connelly. yeah Ken. i was doing the quest and i forgot his name yeah so, so it, it there's a lot of things that could connect to that yeah yeah this is great stuff let's we gotta move on to some other people let them chime in silas you had some thoughts um i i like to um think about the idea especially since you had the episode recently going into uh injured cult mm-hmm. i like to think that it could possibly be a similar type being to him because i mean obviously the very very powerful pistol he carries is a lot like how you know you get the alien blaster and it's you know a one shot for the first however long of the game um i think that it could be a similar type of thing how like whenever you shoot at injured cult he just disappears yeah disappears and it's it's the same kind of thing though you don't get any dialogue i think it's it could be thought of as a similar type of character cryptid before we had cryptids in 76 yeah so kind of like a, a you know, game spanning cryptid of a similar flavor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be. A more helpful Mothman, if you will. <laughs> right. A more helpful Mothman. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right. Any other last thoughts on this one before we move on to the next topic? Cooper? I got an idea. Yeah. Um, so in Fallout 1, you know, I always see the mysterious strange and everything. What if like 
he just kind of died after Fallout 1, right? Or he went on to Fallout 2. And someone just heard stories of the mysterious stranger and just took up the persona. And that's just what's been happening. Like, you know, someone just gets inspiration, like a vigilante. And they're like, you know what? I'll be him and this and that. And that's just what's happening. It's different people all at different points in the game. Yeah, it ties into what Pumpkin was saying about, uh, I forgot his name again, but the mysterious. The, Project Rivers. Yeah, Rivers. Yeah, from the Mistress the of Mysteries Shroud. stuff. Yeah, or Silver Shroud or, or any other character picking up that mantle and like carrying it forward but it still doesn't explain the whole ability to just disappear and reappear right unless that's like part of their training like when you watch like john wick and he's like i can do what you do and like john wick three and then he like disappears behind the glass and it's like nobody can do that but i guess you can (laughs) what was that pumpkin Stealth boys stealth boys oh there you go but but there's no sheen you can see the the sheen yeah yeah I mean, for all you know, he could be using Stealth Boys Mark IIs, though, which we, we don't know exists, but we don't or, know the actual orientation Or the, the one you can them. get, you'd start using from Frederick Rivers that you oh, get from no. that quest. Oh, so that maybe that ties back into it again. So maybe, maybe we were getting a solution there. Lil? There's a, there's a lot that could go to this. Yeah. Lil? I had one quick thought. Maybe, like, because the only time we ever see the Mysterious Stranger correct me if I'm wrong, I, don't, I haven't played one or two, is when we use VATS. So maybe VATS is something that only people associated with vault Tech use. Maybe he was testing it when the bombs dropped and the radiation made it so he stayed in the re- within the realm of VATS. Oh, so what if he so got like sucked into activated, the... Oh, no. activated, he just pops up randomly. Right, like it's a and glitch just, in the VATS software that re- yes. makes him reappear. So yes. he's computer virus. Yeah. He's also dressed like Vault Tech rep as well. So it could be like a Vault Tech persona. Yeah, yeah. Like the later games. Yeah. You literally just broke my brain. That's amazing. <laughs> so he got Troned. That is yes, not he something got that I even, that did not come to any sort of thought with my dating. And it just. That's that's a really cool idea. He's he's, well, he's like a Tron you, character. Like alternatively, <laughs> like here, let me just put this out there. Nick Valentine can also see him though. He has a bunch of files inside of his house about him. And as far as we're aware, before we emerged from the vault, there weren't very many other people in the capital or not the capital in the Commonwealth. And but he there's, he still has many sightings and reportings of him from his clients. Well, and that, he has case it, files on him. But the, but if it's tied to the the software in any pip boy that has the vats installed then anybody else who found a pip boy and tried to use it and used vats may have accidentally summoned him at some point yeah so it could be other bad. people out there doing that right i feel bad for him having to deal with the garys <laughs> oh the garys just keep summoning him <laughs> oh my god so that's why that vault oh. is totally wrecked oh that's but, uh, amazing the other thing would be like you know Nick Valentine is a synth, so he's not. I mean, yes, he's human, but like, isn't like is Orin synth like a little bit better than so, like the human? It so in Fallout Three, it also for Vats, it you can get an upgrade from Doctor Zimmerman for Vats. So since one hundred percent, we may not know this, but they could be able to use Vats. Yeah. Okay. So, so there we go. Hey, that, that tracks. Well, no, what I'm saying is that Nick Valentine actively reacts to the presence of the, right. of the mysterious stranger. Right. He physically, well, yeah, he well, physically he, gets pulled he, he out of the software into the world. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's we why he's able to damage enemies is because he's, he physically appears for a moment and then gets pulled right back into the Pip-Boy. Yeah. 
through some sort of weird technology. Yeah. Synth can process visual things better than people, so he probably picks up on it. Yeah, well, he's yeah, also been trying to say before. He's also been following it, so he's he's looking for signs. Right? He's a detective. He's more aware than the average companion. Yeah. So when he's this happens, he's like, "Wait a minute! I've seen this guy before. What's going on?" Having robot eyes definitely gives you an edge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I know. Demon the whole demon. Like, VR thing as well. Like demon the VR thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things is that people also think that he could also possibly be a stint, like you had brought up robots. Right. Right. Yeah. There's that possibility as well. So that that could be a thing as well so uh, very cool stuff all right i think i think we've done this this justice at this point let's move on to our next topic so there is a mystery about uh the aliens the zetans and their interest in giddy up buttercups and this is uh, here's what the wiki says uh giddy up buttercup is the name of a robotic toy horse manufactured by wilson automatoys before the great war touted as the ultimate in equestrian robotics it was a toy aimed at a target audience of little girls with a cost of sixteen thousand dollars inflation was crazy uh a marketing poster featuring the horse is copyrighted 2042 background the aliens aboard mothership zeta possess a large number of them stacked on racks in the research lab. One particular observation room has a lone buttercup in the center surrounded by five dead test subjects. <laughs> I love this detail. Uh, Alien captive recording log 21 features Sally being taken to the recording room and noticing a giddy up buttercup. The aliens are described as being excited either by her recognition of it or by her happy reaction. If Paulson, Elliot, Turk, Korean, I believe that's how you pronounce the name, or Sama, Sama, are taken to the Buttercups in the research lab. They'll make comments about them. So, Pumpkin, you want to add anything else about this one? So, I'm going to be real. This one I put on as a joke. But it's like a real thing. Like, but yeah, it is a real it's thing. It's a mystery. Like, there, there was a couple, like I said, on that list, there's a couple that are jokes, like Old Peg, like that one's a joke. But this one... This one made me really like think about why they had him, because like I think I think somebody I was watching somebody that talked about how the count that they had was a maximum of forty two giddy up buttercups in the entire DLC. Wow, wow, so that's a lot. And yeah, yeah, and I've heard someone say, "Oh, they're going to use them to take over the world. They're going to upgrade like, them to ride, be able to ride them, and all that, or like program like, them the to right to go to war or something." Um, so yeah. here's like here's the thing: a lot of this stuff, like the meta explanation, is one of the developers was just feeling wacky and decided to just put a thing in the game, and then they, there's no real explanation. They just stuck a thing in there to make us wonder, like, why are there buttercups here? Why are there so many? But of course, that leads to potential for this to become a real thing and have some actual explanation and maybe we learn more about it in the future right so here let's open this one up i know scarecrow i don't think you've chimed in yet do you have any thoughts about about the buttercups and the zetons 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 however you want to pronounce it i never actually got to play that dlc my game would never stay working long enough to do oh okay but based on this information do you have any you have any theories on why aliens would be interested in robotic horse toys the only thing i can think is maybe they were studying the way we did electronics trying to figure out our way of doing things okay okay 
Yeah, and these are fairly simple. It's not like getting a Mr. Handy or something like that. Plus, they seem to be pretty common. You find them all over the place. So they're probably pretty yeah. easy to collect. I can see that. All right, who, ha- who else has some thoughts on this? Who else wants to chime in? Any thoughts? I, Nova? I have an idea. So that was one thing that I was thinking of was uh, was what Scarecrow said, is that because they're so common, they're very easy to access. Uh, it's a good way to see what technological level we as humans are on. The other thing that I was thinking of is perhaps it's maybe a cultural obsession and they're trying to understand why like humans are so like, like why they're so common in this part of the world, but in this part of the world over here. And so when they abducted the the people they also uh took some keto buttercups and so americans north and like north americans and europeans maybe reacted like i know that thing i really like it just like that little girl did while some mm. china or africa or something like that may just look at it as like what the heck is that it's like a cultural to, curiosity yeah exactly kind of like how nuka cola would be as well right i've got a theory okay so you've spawned a thought in my mind and i'm going to throw this out there let me know what your thoughts are these are horses there are no other horses in Fallout, right? There's paintings. There's paintings of horses. In, apparently, there's paintings of them. Right, I but, think you can see them in New Vegas. But come, but come no the events of Mothership Zeta in Fallout Three, hor- we do we do not have horses in any of the games, right? And yeah. at this point, the aliens are studying the humans clearly. They're probably wondering what this animal is because they can't find it in nature. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe that too. But you do have to remember that mother, the Zeta was there for from since at least 1969. Or it was, it like, was possibly no, even lot. much There's, sooner. It's a lot earlier because we have the samurai, so it would be. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah, it was s- at least yeah, several so, hundred years. And then I, we, yeah, I did so an episode about that. How then is it like minimum. time dilation, or has the same ship been in, in service since that long? But then you could also speculate: Do the Z- Zetans <laughs> actually live that long, or is this like generation upon generation upon generation? They just kept people cryo frozen that could be another explanation right so maybe this current generation of zetans are looking at these butter hup, buttercup giddy up buttercup <laughs> horses going what is this <laughs> this isn't an animal what why do they love this thing so much and then when like a little girl goes oh it's a horse they're probably like oh she knows what it is somehow what is it <laughs> i so i this coming from like what you said and then what nova said it could also be um, when it comes like aliens. They main they're without you saying they get excited and so happy when the little girl notices it, but the, oh, any adult they kind of despise. So could it be like a comfort system for someone of a smaller stature? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you have the situation with the bodies of the test subjects, five dead test subjects around. So yeah, that's one thing that's never talked about. Right. So <laughs> have they weaponized? the buttercup in order to kill those five people is that what happened like does this go back to the whole maybe they're weaponizing these things and i'm gonna like let them loose on the population at some point or perhaps it's just a 200 year old piece of technology that's short circuited so anyone that touches it just gets electrocuted (laughs) maybe maybe i mean it has a fission battery in it it's not really a leap of logic to think that it still have a lot of charge and it's 200 years old so yeah by faulty right by fallout logic that could totally track absolutely well absolutely. it depends is it run by nuclear power as a fission battery yeah I'm pretty fission, sure. fission batteries yeah <laughs> okay. most things have fission batteries in them uh yeah so yeah fission batteries you know uh, uh use plutonium to power it. it's gonna last for like it's a half like six thousand years so <laughs> 
Yeah. It's yeah. That's just the, the that's one thing that I think is the funniest thing is why they're obsessed and it's never explained. And I get that like Mothership Zeta is a goofy DLC all on its own. Right. Right. Do okay. I'm, I feel like I you you should be asking if anybody else has thoughts. So I don't know why. I'm yeah. Let's. Why I just said it. No, that's that's totally fine. Um, who else wants to chime in? AK Spartan. You have any thoughts on the Buttercups? Yeah, I had a theory because so in Fallout Four, when you go to the uh, the Wilson uh, court, the Wilson headquarters, you can find out that that factory that makes the Buttercups was also uh, either can't remember if they were already doing it or were in talks of doing it, but they were going to start making munitions for the uh, the U.S. government, right? And so my thought was that possibly the Zaytans, like, because obviously the Zaytans are scouting and taking from all sorts of areas and different things and kind of just collecting knowledge like maybe they were aware of maybe they were aware of that like they found out that wilson was going to do that and they thought maybe these horses were already going to be weapons this is this is a type of ammo and they can't figure out how to use it yeah like they (laughs) couldn't understand and so maybe that's why like the there's those bodies is like they they and they weaponized it because they thought it was a weapon thought it was a, a terrible weapon because they <laughs> couldn't figure out how to kill anything with it and then made it a real weapon. That's a fun idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, they're making ammunition. We know what these bullets and shells do, but what is this thing and how is it a weapon? And then so right. now they're yeah, just like just, it obsessed with it. Like a weapon. Right. So, right. So just for context, that was called project scythe and they were making landmines yeah. for the army. Okay. Yeah, so there you that's go. What it is. Yeah. That's what it is. And, yeah. and it was the, Oh, I totally forgot his name. The guy who made the buttercups, that was his, wasn't it like his son his or like son, someone yeah. he's related to? Yeah, because uh, Glass, his, his last name is Glass. I remember his first name. He stepped down from his seniorship position, either CEO or CSO or something like that. Yeah. And he, um, he and wanted gave it to, his, to do with the... Yeah, he gave it to his son as a apology because he spent his entire life developing the Giddy Up Buttercup brand. And so he didn't have time to spend with his son. And so he gave the reins over to his son, no pun intended, and then his son turned around immediately, uh, turned to the U.S. Army and said that he, and started going into the talks with the Army about um, weaponizing the manufacturing line to create landmines. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. So, yeah, so they're spending all this time now trying to figure out, like, how is this a weapon? <laughs> I like that. It, it's Maybe more, it's, like a said, it's a walking landmine. They already have those on. Maybe that's China. what they're trying. But to maybe that's what they think it is, and they're like, "What? How, how is this thing explosive? It's not explosive." Who, who says? Who says that? That's the only Gidea Buttercup that's in that room with the five bodies. Who said that's the first one? Right. It could have been five more, and they just put another one there. Right. You just hear a neigh in a in like a stampede of Gidea Buttercups coming charging down the hill and exploding when yeah. they're next to people. These little these little walking kamikaze drones. <laughs> Oh, they! If any of the if any of the creators of Fallout are oh, listening, Arling Glass, Arling Glass, Arling Glass, yeah, um, like a bunch of little mini Trojan horses. Yeah, this needs to be in a future <laughs> game. This, anytime you see aliens show up somewhere, there should also be these little buttercups walking around that like do 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 do. They lock in on you and then they just hone in and explode. <laughs> That's amazing. One day you should have a pink one on a leash for like a pet. Oh my gosh. That'd be great. There are mods that you can actually get as like, you know, Gideon Buttercups as companions. That's fun. That's fun. Or like the monkey, like the, the creepy monkey. I think there's a mod where the monkey 
Oh, follows God. you around. Jangles and the monkey. The jang- yeah, jangles will no, follow you. There's the jangles, but then there's also the clapper monkeys. The clapper monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I shoot every one of those I see. Yeah, yeah, they're super creepy. <laughs> All right, oh, let's. It's time to go thank our patrons. Thank you, everybody. So if we go ahead and, and mute again, I'm going to go thank our patrons, and we will be right back in a little bit to talk about some more mysteries. So don't go anywhere. another of general atomics finest still eager to serve this is where i get to thank our patrons thank you to all of you for joining me and supporting the show everybody here everybody on the patreon we don't have any new ones to shout out this week but we do have our sentry bots to shout out every week cooper germinator larry d mark c and sky r thank you so much for your support and to everybody who supports this show uh, we're at currently 88 current patrons so 12 away from 100 maybe we'll get to 100 who knows but uh if you are interested in checking out all the different things you can get from supporting the show then go to patreon.com slash lorecast you can get ad free episodes you can join us on chats like this t-shirts and stickers all sorts of things so go check that out and uh thank you again for all of your support also, we don't have any new reviews this week, but if you'd like to leave a review, a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, I'll read that out on a future episode. Plus, you can rate the show on Spotify if you listen on Spotify, and you can even comment on some of the most recent episodes and say what you liked about each of the episodes. All of that stuff is extremely helpful, and so if we've done anything to help you get through your workday or your commute or anything like that, and you want to say thanks, there's lots of different ways to help me out. So I, I appreciate all of the support from the community. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right. So we've got another mystery, friends. This one I've talked about before. It is Experiment NRT-0001. This is the instance of finding Nernroot from the Elder Scrolls games on the Pridwin. Uh, it's a different color. It's blue. It's a little bit different, but it's basically the same model. And um, I, I believe, I don't remember if it was talking to Nate Perkipile or one of the developers on some interview somewhere, but th- they'd mentioned that they, this was one of those fun things they did. It's a little Easter egg. They were like, you know what we could put on the Pridwin? We just take these models from the other game and stick it over here and see if, see if anybody notices. And so, of course, there's that meta description of like, oh, the developers thought this would be fun. Let's just throw it in, see what people do. But of course, that leaves open-ended questions. You know, like uh, some people speculate that that means that the two universes are the same. Um, Pete Hines has commented that that's absolutely ludicrous. Is <laughs> not the case. It's just fun to use a character model or an object model in one game and another. So that's not what this means. But does it mean something else? Why are the Brotherhood studying this funny blue plant that you can't seem to find anywhere else in the environment? What is it? And here's the the wiki entry for it. It says uh, the basis of this experimental plant was a root found by a brotherhood of field scribe at the mouth of a river. The root displayed unique chemical properties, prompting the scribe to graft it onto a hardier stalk for further testing and hybridization. The result was a leafy plant with thick roots. And after being determined safe to ingest, it was brewed into an oddly good tea. And that's a quote from one of the characters soon after. Other samples of the plant began to exhibit a form of bioluminescence. As we know, the Nern root can glow and it makes like a chiming sound that we all imitated perfectly at the beginning of the episode. Uh, the scribe deduced that the leaf must have restorative pro- properties due to how healthy they felt. But other scribes suggested that the tea should no longer be brewed and that the plant is addictive in nature. 
That's about it. They've been calling it the glow leaf. That's what the scribes call it, just colloquially. colloquially colloqu- that's a hard word. So, Pumpkin, did you have any other thoughts on this one you wanted to share? So, um, it, it, I would just like to know where and how they found it. I know they found it at the mouth of a river, but like what river? What river? Right. Um, where specifically? With, it, with them saying that it could be addictive makes me kind of think that it could be a, like um, there could be like a tobacco mixed in there. Yeah. Or or something else <laughs> like any other type of addictive plant. There's a lot of uh, there are a number of them. A couple of kind of uh, different types of weeds. Yes. Yes. You Need could say it that. that way. For sure. Yeah. There's lots of plants <laughs> that have addictive properties. Absolutely. Um, and the, the, the weed one, not so addictive, but some people think it is. Eh. They said like they, said, they didn't say it was highly addictive. They said it was just kind of addictive. I, that's why I think tobacco over anything else. Right. Right. I mean, caffeine, you could say, is kind of addictive, even though it's not actually, it doesn't have a chemical addictive property to it, but you feel good when you drink it, so therefore you want more of it, kind of like sugar is addictive in that sense, you know? I, I, with this one, I really don't have much to go on with this, so... Yeah, I'm it gives you it, it it gives you ten hit points if you ingest it and five radiation. Those are the only stats we have it, and it has a weight of point one. So, uh, yeah, who has some thoughts on this one? Anybody? Cooper, I got one. I like the thought of the dragonborn, right? Never finishing that quest to find all the Nern root. He just misses that one, and some Brotherhood scribe just tries to just find it, and now you, they can't do anything with it because it's. Presumably, it's just useless at this point. So, I think that's just, I think it's just funny. I think it's just hilarious to think about that the Dragonborn never got to finish that. So, the events of Skyrim are just way in the past of the events of Fallout. Like a, right? It could be, yeah, like, yeah, that's what I would say. Earth and then this is now later. Right, kind of right. Deal. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's the whole, like, they, they're in the same universe thing that Pete Hines is shot down on multiple times. Um, <laughs> but it's a fun, it's a fun thing to think about. It's kind of a fun idea, right? Um, any other thoughts on this one? Silas? You said, <clears throat> oh, let Ryan go first. Oh, go for it. Oh, right. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you said it glows blue, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a plant someone accidentally spilled a Nuka-Cola quantum on. It's like a, yeah, like the, it, it drank up all the quantum and got all like in the leaves and stuff. You, you, the, the cobalt from the quantum. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> someone was walking it's, down it's, by a river. It's cesium, not cobalt. Yeah. So right. they're they're walking down by the river with their new quantum. Strontium, strontium, I mean not strontium. Strontium ninety. Strontium ninety. That sounds more familiar. Um so they're walking down the river, they accidentally trip and spill, and then there's this little plant, and then the plant's like, hmm, yummy nuka cola, and it just grows up. <laughs> and now it's glowing blue. There is the nuka quantum river in Nuka World. There is that. True. But we don't it's see like any Nern root there. Died blue. <laughs> yeah, but there's also no river. And if it was found at the mouth of the river, you would assume its seeds floated from upriver. Yeah. Hmm. And so it's probably like an inland plant that is mutated over it really, the, it really like, just like honestly, it kind of just sounds like it might be a cave dwelling plant or something like that. And it's using the bioluminescence to attract insects into it. Or not a cave dwelling, okay. like a it, like a forest dwelling plant, and using bioluminescence to draw insects to it for pollination purposes. Right, something that typically is in darker climate of some sort. It, yeah, or yeah. If, if you look at it in the seventy six sense, it could be in, in an area that was once nuked, and it's just an in a plant that's just had that property added to it from a nuclear bomb. 
Yeah, but everything glowing always glows green, though, not blue in Fallout. Yeah, Quantum is one of the few blue glowy things. Yeah. If you think about it. Um, okay, yeah. What did Silas have to say? What is what? Um, oh, si- yeah, Silas, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I like the idea of the opposite, um, that the Fallout universe, which is our universe, is the precursor to Skyrim. And that because of the radiation and everything, you know, messing up the people's things that eventually some people can learn how to use fire. Some people can use how to use magic and it just slowly builds and builds and builds. And then our world turns into Skyrim. So that nerd rate is the first nerd rate that grows out all the rest of the ones. Yeah, so it was like somehow <laughs> mutated due to the the radiation and stuff. Turns into a different plant over time, continues yeah. to evolve, eventually changes color. <laughs> so, um, so did the tunnelers or the death claws turn into the Argonians? Both. I would probably <laughs> they merge. They merge. Death, death claws. Yeah, and all the technology from this world eventually became the technology of the Dwemer, and then they disappeared. Exactly. That's that's actually a really good thought. Are Dwemer's ghouls? Question mark. <laughs> I mean, technically they're elves, but what are elves? Maybe elves are just mutated people with longer ears. But and that could be the thing is we only know what's happening, you know, in the United States. We don't know how things are going on in other continents and other countries. So other mutations could be going on and all these people are coming to That's, the U S or wherever. I will agree. Like I do think that the, cause we do have, we have seen characters from other countries come to the United States after the bombs have dropped. Cause I think what 10 pennies from like the, from Europe. Yeah, he is. Yeah. 10 pennies from Europe. So and the Babrob twins are from Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. So there, it could like we do know a little bit about how the the world is doing. Right. And honestly, you don't know what is happening in China because they were mass producing chemical and biological weapons. For all we know, when the nukes went off, those could have spilled onto the environment, and all of a sudden you have a super mutagenic strain of virus, <laughs> or you just have a giant cloud of green, <laughs> or or just yeah, a much more dire wasteland that nobody survived in. Yeah. yeah, or that too. Yeah, yeah, any of those things. All right, so back to this one. Anybody else have any thoughts about this this specific plant? And it's NRT, which sounds like Nern Root. Oh, 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 one. I'm pretty sure that's why they did it. And also, of course. Spartan, what did you have to say? No, I was just so. It's just the, my first thought was because it's interesting because it looks like Nern Root, but the way it's described and the way we're talking about it, it sounds a lot more like moon sugar. <laughs> okay. Like an Elder Scrolls comparison because of the addictive stuff. And like, like no, nothing about Nern Root is really. To my knowledge, was ever like addictive. Yeah, it's, it's not. You can use it in alchemy, so chemical that potions. That was just but, my first thought. Yeah. But then, so like going on to like, why would the Brotherhood be studying it? I my thought would be, if we're going with sticking within that, like Pete Hines has debunked that or whatever, and I'm playing within those rules. Like, I guess my thought would be that they're trying to because it's clearly affecting all of their people in a like a very wide range of ways. Mm-hmm. that possibly they're trying to study it as a way to use it as influence over people in the commonwealth and other areas because like we've we've getting we get missions in four where you have to go start getting food supply lines for the brotherhood and stuff like they don't have all of that like just set up like everywhere they go 
And so like, it's probably a lot easier to be able to like drop something in the water supply. If like there is a water supply or like mess with somebody's food or like study this or that, than it is just like go in and shoot everybody. Sure. If it's, if it's a, you know, a plant that could damage them, but if it also just has healing properties, like some of them think, then it's also beneficial for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. In a more mainline way. Yeah. Right. Either way, it's still beneficial to study it. So you've got a point. And even if they're studying just to study, they're still the brotherhood and they're going to, if they find, (laughs) if they find something that that interests them, they're still going to study it. Like they do that with, they, they did it. Uh, throughout the entire series. So it's not really out of their character to find some unique plant. Like, oh my gosh, what is this? We're going to take back to the lab. We're going to have the scribes look over it and then we're going to decide if it's uh, if it's beneficial or not. Yeah, I mean, that's the role of the scribes, really. Right? Exactly, yeah. So, but yeah, that totally makes sense. Any other thoughts on this one? Anyone else who hasn't chimed in? Adam or Lil Green? Scarecrow? No other thoughts on this one? All right, let's move on to the last one. All right, and here, I'm gonna hand this off to Pumpkin. We're talking about the pint-sized slasher. This is the character inside Tranquility Lane that uh, is murdering everybody. It's the little kid (laughs) who's murdering everybody. So so the backstory for the pint-sized slasher is that he is a adolescent that is that runs around with a clown mask on striped black and white shirt blue jeans and like a canvas type shoe running around murdering people with a toy knife just a kitchen it's a kitchen knife yeah it's not a toy knife it's a kitchen knife and it's in with and it's either told as like you know like a boogeyman type of story or pre-war with certain yeah pre yeah pre-war a boogeyman kind of story, but with things that you can discover after, you know, post-war it's kind of pushes in the fact that he could be an actual person. Like, like was an actual person before the bombs dropped. Yeah. So, so like there was an actual pint size slasher and then that story got circulated. And so moms would tell their kids like, don't stay out too late. The pint size slasher will come and get you. And then on top of that, this became the second most popular Halloween costume um after uh captain cosmos i believe was the most popular halloween costume uh, the year before the bombs dropped or the year when the bombs dropped um so any so what is the, the question is like is this a real character is this was this a real yeah. person so in i think it's point lookout that's the fallout 3 one point lookout mm-hmm. you can find two separate masks that are the pint size slasher masks. Now, one of them could be a costume mask because you find it in the cave with the little kid. I can never remember what I don't. It's been a long time since I've played point like out. Yeah, that's fine. That's how all of this stuff is at this point. It's like in a, it's in a dumpster where like just in the back of his area. And it's that one could easily be the cop, like, you know, a costume. Whereas the other one that you can find is the one that I kind of look at more as being, it could possibly be the one like the real mask from the real slasher. Yeah. So in, in it's the hotel room that it's the same hotel that you go to do the, um, Chinese spy quest, but it's in a separate room. You go in this, in the separate room you find, and it's just filled with body parts, corpses, and skeletons. And in the pot, in, if you go into the bathroom, you can find, I, I think it's either on a skeleton or it's just on the, on top of a pile of bodies. 
the pint of a mask for the pint size slasher. So either this is the real location of the pint size slasher and these bodies have been here for a very long time or somebody who knew the story thought it would be hilarious could also be a thing, to yeah. put a mask in a location with a bunch of bodies and make people go, oh, the Pine Slice Slasher did this. It's, it's just one of those characters that we'll never get a full grasp on. Right. Right. There's, we're never like I know that it's there's the whole creation club thing that ha- that w- they brought, but that was supposed that was supposedly uh, a ghoulified person that had just gone insane. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's open this up. Who has yeah. who has thoughts about this one? You guys think this was a real person, Cooper? Um, who was the uh, who was the dude who uh, in Fall Three you go to the vault with the simulators? Who's the the guy who actually plays uh, the pie size slasher? That was you uh, do you play you you are you thinking you of the overseers? Are you thinking of astrologers? Yeah, Stanislas Braun? You're thinking yeah, of the guy yeah, who went yeah. crazy? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is a this is a this is a long shot. This is like <laughs> past the moon and everything. But but what if he, as a little kid, was the pint size slasher and got away with everything, right? And that's why he puts you as the pint size slasher because he's like a sadistic person who loves doing these experiments and everything like that. So he makes you live what he had to do. That's uh, a really uh, interesting I'm, idea I'm because going, he is I'm, sadistic. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. And I'm and going I, to. And it's sorry. Go ahead. The lights in Paulus because he was in Germany until like ten years before. Uh, before he moved to the United States. But maybe he was, and, the Pine Slice Slasher was in Germany and then word got uh, spread well, around the globe and, and people in the U.S. And like he spread it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe they thought, oh, this is just some story people tell overseas, but it's a isn't fun it story. Like, um, the, oh, the story it's, it's like a couple, like, isn't like the story take like starts out, it's like either a couple of decades before the bombs drop, though? Uh, yeah, so, okay, so sometime in late July 2052, the Pine Size so Slasher... It's about- it's about two decades. Almost. Right, right. So supposedly committed the Linden Street slayings. Uh, that's yeah. what that, that's what it says on the wiki. Um, uh, Capital Post writer Walter Monroe wrote a top story regarding the incident. Monroe included quotes from the then police officer Joseph Field and the sole survivor Christopher Atkinson, who watched his brother Sean die in front of him. So according to that news article, this is a real thing that happened. But it may have been sensationalized, right? Like, who knows, yeah. right? Like, because there's another thing. There's a in the insane asylum that you can go to in four. You can find a terminal that talks about how there's a, a kid, an adolescent kid, who had been admitted into the asylum, but that's maybe two. I think two or three years before the bombs drop, and not right. two decades. Yeah, this person would have been an adult by then. Yeah. 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 Uh, hmm. Yeah, that's... Bonnie, did you have something? Yeah, I was go ahead. kind of going along the Braun thing as well, where maybe his idea was to try and like condition people to become like versions of the slasher. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty messed up. Like, he designed a lot of the experiments to do all sorts of messed up things. So, sure, that could be a thing. Yeah. Anybody else have thoughts on this one? Everybody's looking around. No more. No other thoughts. It's a fun, it's one of those fun bits of just, you know, like there's, there was a little kid uh, terrorizing people, you know, 20 years before the bombs dropped, 25 years. Was that a real thing? Lil? I mean, I like a thought just popped into my head, like um, the movie, what was it? Orphan? 
where it's like a little girl, but it's really a full grown adult in like a girl's body or something like that. Maybe kind of the same situation. And, but like, so like the person's like old enough to like, kind of like, you know, know what they're doing and it's just like sick and twisted or has like a growth thing where they just don't they yes. don't fully develop into a full-size adult so they look like a little kid yeah yeah so they're so but like you know no one's able to like really like get an eye you know like a like know what they look like because it's an innocent child that gets away easily <laughs> right right or it you know like, like they call wrong. the cops and they're scared <laughs> because their parents are dead yeah, so I, I like i i could see like it being someone but like and but uh, like a real thing in the like the fallout universe so that's just my little tidbit of it yeah yeah cooper do you have any other thoughts yeah i um i never actually bought the uh pine size slasher um whatever it was for fallout 4 is there like something that makes sense why the ghoul has the pine size slasher gear is it just like in the game where they just so um it goes how he's he had been scouting and he had been in one of his areas that he had been looting. He had been seeing this. He had, it was a costume shop that he had been in, and he could see that there's this pint size slasher suit, and it's the last one in the store. And oh, he just over time because like at, at that moment when he was sane, it wasn't use, useful to him. But as he's slowly losing his mind, it starts. He starts believing that oh, I'm him. I'm the one I'm mm. him and he ends up going and taking it. And then you find him in a, uh, one of the Metro tunnels and he's, you, he's using stuff. He uses a stealth boy to hide from you until you find a piece of paper that says, look behind you. <laughs> nice. That's terrifying. It's, the dude, the yeah. guy just is just insane. That's how that story yeah. goes. Well, maybe that's how like, because there was the original pine size slasher. What if like people got so attached to it that more kids actually decided to be the pine size slasher? Like an inspired, like a, a kid version like a following, of the like a stranger kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like something like that, or like a of imagine kids imagine that laugh. being yeah. a perk called the pine size slasher, and you hit oh bats, and it's just a kid with a knife. <laughs> but instead of attacking your enemies, it attacks you. It's like a negative yes. perk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no, it's being attacked by a little clown again. Kick Crap. It, kick it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get out of here. Wait uh, a second. Another thought. So, like, if we're doing like a negative perk, <laughs> it's if you're ever mean to kids. With, oh. the, like, with the wild wasteland activated, if you're ever mean to a kid, just randomly you get a pine sized slasher coming up, just like the mysterious stranger. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like stab it. you in the thigh. Uh, yes, Bonnie. Do you got something? <laughs> yeah, Bonnie. No, I was just gonna say it's for those who downloaded that mod to go after Little Lamplight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't go to Little Lamplight and beat up all the kids because you're gonna end up with a whole oh, bunch of pint size slashers coming at you. Than, you have to say more than one pint size slasher. Yeah, yeah, man. A whole bunch of them. Well, <laughs> this has been like, um, this has been super fun. Do you have any last thoughts there, Pumpkin? I'm happy that we finally got around to doing some mysteries. Yeah, no, this is <laughs> this has I, been great. And with and I, if you want some idea, I know you've got some ideas for like the, some of the uh, mysteries on the list for yourself. Uh, I, I know the mysterious stranger. Ha- we did talk about it, but there's still a lot more that I feel like you could probably dig from that. 
cool yeah yeah i might who knows maybe i'll highlight some of these on future episodes some of them are very like spooky so they feel very like, like halloweeny the, um, the whole cat the whole cabot stuff yeah fog like mother the, dunwich i've talked about dunwich before um there's there's a number of on on here that are that i might yeah. save for like halloween time because it's always fun to highlight some spooky stuff around then yeah which is totally fine yeah yeah well thank you i appreciate you coming up with the list and, and oh, doing a little yeah. bit of research around these that and if any of y'all have ideas for that list please shoot them my way um, that's a list that will be forever growing pumpkin pumpkin king is going to keep the mysterious list going and we're about to we're about to head out so we're going to go through and say goodbye to everybody while while i'm talking to you pumpkin king do you have anything you want to shout out any projects you're doing things you want to share well like last time i do have my twitter i haven't been able to post any cosplays because of well, it's been either too hot or I've been too busy. Um, but I, if you want to check me out, I think, give me a second. I got to remember what the, what the thing is. <laughs> what the Twitter uh, account is? It's, uh, you can look me up on Twitter at, at the uh, pumpkin. Uh, pumpkin uh, my name is the Pumpkin King with uh, the E being a three and the two I's being ones. But my at is pumpkin the with the one with the I being a one and the three be, and the E being a three. And okay. if you ever want to just sh- talk to me and, you know, sh- talk, um, you can shout me out. You can call me out on the discord. Yeah. And I think that applies for most of us. So if you if there's somebody you want to be like, hey, I heard what you said on the show. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Feel free to do so on the discord. So thank you, Pumpkin King here. Let's go through everybody else too. Low Green. going back into the top of where I see everybody. Thanks for joining. Anything anything you want to shout out that you've been working on? No, nah, not really. I've just been kind of working a lot again. It's the busy season for me. But yeah. uh, what's your what's your website for photos if people are interested? Um, you can either find me on Instagram at littlegreen underscore photography or littlegreenphotography.com. Uh, I am in the middle of gathering all the stuff to update my website because it's old. <laughs> nice. But nice. yeah, no. If you if you ever want to talk to me on the on the server, you could also you know reach out to me that way. And even if you're like new to photography and have questions, I'm really willing to help out and teach you a thing or two if you want as well. That's awesome. There you go. Free yeah. advice. Free advice, everybody. Very cool. Cooper, thanks for joining us. You got anything you want to share? No, I'm just glad to be here, and I'm glad I uh, I joined the chat and uh, had a nice little talk. Yeah, man. He had some really fun ideas too. So thanks for being here. Yeah. Uh, Adam Bonnie, thanks for joining us again. Anything you want to share? Uh, just what's behind me. <laughs> I do that stuff. Oh, the, the art. Tumblr. The art. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's in game so cool. um, screenshots. I do like all the like pose them and all of these weird stuff. So. Right. Right. I'm, 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 I'm really proud of this one. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very cool they're, stuff. They're singing karaoke. If you can actually see the mic. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a talent. That's very cool. Well, thanks for joining us again. Silas, you're up next. You got anything you want to share? Um, not really. I've been experiencing Skyrim VR and I have a trusty little bottle of Dramamine next to me anytime I try to dive in so I don't, you know, nice. feel sick after 15 minutes. Have you tried the mods that but, allow you uh, to touch people and pick things up? No, not yet. Oh um, my god. I still need to try to figure out how to properly do mods on it. Oh my god. All right. So uh, Skyrim Nexus 
you just need to download um, okay. a program that allows you to install them and then connect everything up. Uh, there's a bunch of okay. tutorials on YouTube. I'm sure you can find it, but look up. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the names of them, but there are there are two mods you absolutely want to get that allow you to do things like actually pick up, like you can grab people by the face, <laughs> like you can change cool. the parameters. Like I, I put some videos up on the robots radio funny stuff channel a while back. Um, so like when the little kids in the village run up and yell at you, you can, I can just pick them up and throw them, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, if you if you get to the point where you want to mess around with it, so there's a bunch of mods out there for, for cool stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, awesome. We'll have fun with that. Thanks for joining us, AK Spartan. You got anything going on you want to share? Not not anything to promote. Um, I am so I'm in the I'm on the Discord, uh, AK Spartan. I'm in the um, Lorecasters Guild on ESO PCNA. If anybody wants to hang over there, and I ju I jumped on the. Uh, uh, Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the same time I signed up for the patron tier for this. So I'm on this show and that, so you guys will see me there. But um, I'm not really working on any projects or anything. Uh, obviously, this was my first fall Lorecast, but from my standpoint, I've kind of been, I said it on the Elder Scrolls Lorecast last week, but I've been either working in school or both for basically nine years. So I'm pretty much just putting the brakes on all of it finally deciding to kind of just step back and relax a little bit. So if anybody wants to play some games and hang out, I have more time than ever to do that. Nice. So find me any of those places and we can get some stuff going. But other than that, nothing to promote. Nice. Nice. Yeah. A lot of people keep asking, like, is anyone playing Fallout 76? Is anyone playing Fallout 76? A lot of people are on PC. A lot of people are on other platforms. Um, it's, it's unfortunate that we don't have like an official guild system in the game. That would be easier. But feel free to jump into the discord make sure you go to the rules and roles section and click on i like fallout and then the fallout channels will show up and then in there you can say things like hey i want to play with other people here's my name friend me up let me know if you guys want to play and it's starting to take a little bit of steam i've noticed i've noticed people in the chat room hanging out a few times playing the game together so if that's something that you're interested in or anybody else feel free to check out the discord for that for other people to hook up with riot Thanks for joining us. You got anything going on? Uh, not really. I just started listening to the podcast again for a while. I'm still pretty early into it. I've just been playing the four different Fallout games I have on my Xbox now. Because of the podcast, I actually started playing New Vegas in three. Nice. It started with four. Nice. So, so you, you, that, for the first time, you've gone back much. for the first time to play those? That's I great. I started playing Fallout 4 like three years ago and that was my first exposure to fallout and i was like immediately hooked yeah yeah that's great i don't know if it's nostalgia bias but my fallout 4 is my favorite one yeah well the it's it's newer by a number of years the mechanics are a little bit more fleshed out um but there are a lot of people who will say that the other ones have better stories so if you get through the mechanics part you might enjoy the stories more it just everybody has different experiences so so that's awesome. Well, I'm stuck in a basement with Night King on New Vegas right now, so I'll figure out what's happening. <laughs> that's great. Okay. I think I know where you are. Very cool. Uh, well, good luck with that. Thanks for joining us. And then uh, Scarecrow, <laughs> thanks for making this work while you're at work. Yeah, it's, it's kind of loud here because as a dishwasher, it gets really loud at work. Yeah. So. Yep. I used to work at Taco Bell when I was in high school, and I had to wash the dishes a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't know in a fast food restaurant. This is more of a sit-down restaurant. So. Yeah, it's probably nicer than what I was working in back then. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Probably. But do you have anything you want to share? 
no, just find me on Discord. And Little Green, your photography is awesome. I follow you. You just won't recognize my name on there. Stealth follow. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. And then Nova, Nova, you're wrapping us up again. Thanks for joining. Right, yeah, it's always a pleasure to be here. Um, currently, I'm working on a video about the pre-war U.S. military. You can find that on my YouTube channel probably in like a week or two once I get around to finishing it because I've been working my butt off a lot least recently. Um, Nova or Super in Zero VA, all cap. Nova's all capital. Um, besides that, I'm always on Discord or Telegram. Uh, I like to talk about dogs guns military stuff like that <laughs> if you ever if you're ever in, interested in uh and want someone to talk with that about i uh, will probably spawn like five minutes if you if you send me a message awesome awesome yeah go check out nova supernova's videos and yeah. uh all right well thanks for joining us everybody chat thank you for being here for the live stream uh, i know i don't live stream all of these because a lot of them are just me and just me recording by myself isn't particularly interesting plus i edit while i record so that would be super weird to live stream but um <laughs> but thank you for being here for the for the community and the the patreon live stream as well i'll be back uh not next week actually next week i am on vacation uh, some friends of ours invite us to go on vacation with them uh some one of my best friends from college and his family and my family and my sons in between ages of his two sons and so it's pretty cool we're gonna have a lot of fun but i'll be gone for most of that week so uh i'm gonna take a week off because I don't do that very often. So it'll be fun. How dare you take a week off? How dare I? <laughs> How dare I? Uh, yeah, I, I, I put out a lot of content. So, and then I always feel bad. I'm always like, ah, but can I take a week off? And it's like, you know what? If it was a normal job, you could take a week off. So go take a week off. So that's what I'm going to do. But thank you for being here. And I will be back in just a few weeks. And until then, stay safe out there in the wasteland. I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs> plug into everything else we're doing check out robotsradio.net reach out to me on twitter at robots underscore radio check out the robots radio rocket club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast starting a new podcast or helping your current podcast grow there's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.